Lord, may the thoughts of our hearts and the words of my mouth be pleasing in your sight. Amen. Please be seated. One very blustery autumn day, there was a, a, a couple. She was going off to church, and he, as usual, was staying at home. She tried to make him come with her to church again. And his reply was, I just don't understand. I'm not coming. She went off to church, and he got his normal morning cup of coffee and stood by the window looking outside. He loved to watch the birds. But this particular morning, there was quite a wind, it was blustery, it was cold, and he noticed some birds struggling a little bit in the wind and the cold. Half an hour later, he came back, and actually there was a bit of a surprise snowstorm, because this is the UK. And um, he started to really worry about these birds um, and how they would survive. So he thought, I know, I'll open up my garage doors and the birds can come in and shelter in my nice warm garage. So he went and opened up the doors. But of course the birds did not come in. So he went out and started trying to shoo them (laughs) into the garage. But of course the birds didn't understand And so they didn't go into the garage where they would be safe and warm. He started to get quite desperate, wondering how on earth he was going to communicate with these birds to bring them to this safe place. And as he was getting desperate and worried and running around the garden, he heard the church bells chiming in the distance. And at that point, he realized why it was that Jesus had to come to earth as a human being, to be amongst us, to show us the way. And it made sense to him. We needed Jesus to come to earth, to be with us as a human being, to be fully human so that we could grasp and understand that God is one with us. However, sometimes I think we tame Jesus by seeing him as too human. We view him as only human and forget that he is actually also God. But what the transfiguration does, the story that we read today, is remind us of the divinity of Jesus. For centuries, there have been debates about the humanity and or the divinity of Jesus with a continuum of opinions and ideas all the way from the idea that Jesus, when he was on earth, was fully human and not God at all, all the way to the other end where he was completely God and not human. It's very confusing and our minds can't really grasp it. But we need him to be both. 
We need him to be human so that we can understand him. And we need him to be human so that he can take on all that we are and die on the cross to transform our brokenness. But we also need Jesus to be fully God, to remind us that God is above all, that God is in control and has power. The problem when we focus only on Jesus being human is he becomes a bit of our our friend, our buddy, and we forget that actually he is the creator and sustainer of the universe. What the events of the Transfiguration does is bring heaven and earth together, to bring God and humanity together with Jesus as the bridge. It's a moment in time on top of a mountain that brings these two elements together in a powerful and transforming way. It's transformative for the disciples and also for Jesus. We have this account recorded in the Synoptic Gospels to highlight to us the divinity and the humanity of Christ, as well as to help us understand Jesus' role at a crossroads for humanity between the law and the prophets, represented by Moses and Elijah, and the grace and forgiveness represented in the New Testament, in the act of Christ's death and resurrection, which is what they talk about on the mountaintop. I love mountaintops, both physical ones and metaphysical ones. Those experiences of clarity, of breakthrough, of grasping a new perspective, of changing the way we interpret and make sense of the world. In the event of the Transfiguration, we have a mountaintop experience for Jesus and the disciples with him. They see the glory of God and they hear his voice. Jesus is transformed so that he literally shines. This is a moment of deep revelation, inspiration and power. Peter wants to build a booth or a dwelling. He wants to stay on top of the mountain in that moment. And who could blame him? Who doesn't want to stay in the mountaintop experiences of, those li- of their lives? But we cannot. The mountaintop experiences are moments of clarity and inspiration that are meant to inspire us to go back down the mountain to share what we have discovered and learnt with others. I think our reading today stops short of really revealing to us what the Transfiguration is about. The very next event, if we continue reading in Luke, is Jesus coming down the mountain. And he's immediately confronted by a crowd and a man whose son is possessed of a demon. And Jesus is immediately able to bring him healing, 
and return him whole to his father, to the wonder and amazement of the crowd at how great God is. Our time with God, our spiritual mountaintop experiences, are really important because they empower and equip us to go back out and meet the needs of the world around us. Prayer is wonderful. It's important. Being in church is wonderful and it's important. But the fruit of our time in prayer and our time in church should be action. It should lead us out to those places of the world with a heart full of love and forgiveness and hands ready to do the will of God in a hurt and broken world. This is what Jesus models in the Transfiguration. The Diocese of Oxford has a vision based on three values, which I hope some of you have heard of, and those values are contemplation, compassion, and courage. It is contemplation, those times of prayer and stillness and quiet, those times of drawing away from the world, that give us deep compassion and that leads us to great courage as we step out to do something about those broken places in our world. I'm going to end with a quote from a Portuguese liberation theologian, Claudio Corvellis, which I really love and I think sums up what this is about. Unless we get out of the fortress of our worship spaces and rebuke the unclean spirits of the powers that be and shed light into the lives of the poor of our communities, we will never know what transfiguration means. Glory will be an unknown word and experience. We can have a sound theology and say that in that that passage, Jesus is the point of beginning and end, the past and the future giving weight to our present, the conciliation of opposite poles, the connection between the shadow and the light of God, the incarnation of the most divine glory. However, if in the name and by the grace of God, we cannot heal the boys and girls of our own people, and give them back to their parents, we will never know what transfiguration means, what shared glory looks like, and we will never be astounded at the greatness of God. May we all know that presence of God, that empowering of God, and seeing the greatness of God at work in our world. Amen.